Hey, this is Becca Tracy from The Uncaged Life. You are listening to our private podcast feed where we release new content every couple of weeks-ish that's specifically created for coaches and solopreneurs who are looking to simplify this whole process of online business, learn how to get paying clients, and build a business that actually lets them have a lifestyle. Hope you enjoy. All right, today's episode is a fun one. We're talking about the truth about starting a life coaching business. So I was a little bit nervous when I was writing this post for the blog a couple years ago um, because I was really worried that it was going to offend some people. It might hurt some people's feelings. I'm sorry, but this has to be said. And I feel like if you're here, you are probably ready to hear it. So if you're a coach and you've been trying this coaching business thing for a while and it just doesn't seem to be working, this is for you. Definitely pay attention. There's a lot of things that they just don't tell you in life coaching school about starting a coaching business or about any coaching, any business really, right? Um, But we're going to talk about life coaches because those are the ones that seem to have this problem more than any other businesses. I want to preface all this with saying that um, I really believe in the power of life coaching. There's a reason I spent more than $8,000 getting trained in several different life coaching modalities um, through several different coaching programs. And I really believe that coaches do amazing work and change the world. So I love you coaches. Okay, let's get that out of the way. But here's the thing. Life coaching is a really, really tough sell as a business. And in fact, I've sometimes gone so far as to say that life coaching in and of itself is not really a business. So as you know, if you've done coaching school, coaching is a skill that you learn, right? It's like graphic design or organization or teaching. So the skill of coaching is not necessarily a business in itself. It's a skill that we add to our toolkit, which many coaches do to to, um, enhance their business. So how come, how do life coaches have businesses then, right? If coaching isn't a business, here's the thing. It can be a business, but it needs a couple other things paired with it to make it a business that actually makes money. Because if your business isn't making money, it's just a very expensive hobby. And I've seen many life coaching hobbyists in my day. So that's what we're trying to get rid of here. I also see a lot of people quitting perfectly good jobs and ditching perfectly good skills that they have because they've decided to start a life coaching business to help people realize their dreams and become their most authentic self and become their most powerful selves or some other sort of generic version of this typical life coaching message that we hear, right? And then these people struggle to get clients because no one really knows what the fuck they're talking about. And when they try to explain what they do, they're usually talking in these sort of higher level concepts, um, you know, like affirmational type stuff, empowering stuff, but it's not on the level of the people who are listening to it. So most of us are just down here trying to figure out how to get our day-to-day problems solved, right? And coaches, when they're marketing, tend to stay up in the higher level concepts, which means there's a mismatch between what they're selling and what people are actually looking for help with and what they want to buy. And then these coaches will come to us and ask us how they can make this work and how they can generate a full-time income, um, how they can be successes like so-and-so online, because we all see it, right? We see these coaches of all different kinds online telling these six-figure and seven-figure success stories. So I love that my clients are so passionate about their business, but there's something that we need to be really, really clear about. And the thing for me is that passion does not equal profit. So just because you love coaching and you feel inspired by it and it's so empowering and you know it can change people's lives doesn't mean that it's going to make you money. But I totally get where all the coaches are coming from because I did this too. 
Um, we all sat in coaching school. I did it. I was in coaching school. And when the, the leaders of the program told you what they charge for coaching, we all pulled out our calculators and did the math to see how much money we'd make as life coaches, right? I remember the leaders in my program saying that they charged about $300 to $500 a month for one client. And I pulled out my phone and did some quick math. And I was like, oh, I'd only need like nine or 10 clients a month. Like that's, that's pretty sweet. I could do that. I figured I'd be able to reel those in within the first few months of coming out of coaching school. And I was pretty excited about that. But then something sounding cool and just inspiring and interesting doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to make a good business, right? So um, I remember when I started coaching, I was running the Uncaged Life, but I was doing more life coaching than I was business coaching at the time. And I was stoked to have four clients. And I remember thinking like, all I need is five more clients and this is going to be so easy. And then one of my clients dropped off. One of them kept canceling and kept pushing back her sessions. And then, so our, our, the fee she paid me for one month was spread over like two or three months. And then one person had to cancel indefinitely. She had a family emergency. And I was like, oh, so I went from four clients to one client. And where the hell am I going to get these other five clients from? I thought this was supposed to be easy. And then all of a sudden, the idea of getting and actually keeping 10 clients all the time felt pretty much impossible. Um, so what they don't tell you in coaching school is that life coaching itself is just a really, really hard sell. I actually know some really, really excellent coaches. They've written best-selling coaching books. They've got 75,000 you know, followers on Facebook and Instagram. They've done everything right business-wise, and they have way more of a reach than I'll ever have with my business, and yet they're still struggling to get clients. Many times they're living month to month, and they're still hustling every day and this is because they're general life coaches. So being able to build an audience doesn't necessarily mean being able to sell your services. And life coaching, while, while it's empowering and lots of people are going to follow you on Instagram because they want that empowerment, isn't always something that people really get and that they want to buy. So the most important thing that life coaches need to understand is that coaching itself is not a business. We need to combine that skill with your other expertise to solve a particular problem. So if you're a new coach and you're listening to this and you're starting to feel defeated, just keep listening. It does get better. There is hope for you. Um, if you don't have a niche yet, this is where the key is. Because if you don't have a niche, it means you're generally trying to serve everybody, which means you really have to zoom your messaging back to make sure that what you're saying encompasses everybody, which means it ends up being really vague, really intangible, and you're going to be hard-pressed to find enough clients to pay you for just general empowerment. Okay. We need to, we need to make it more specific and give it some context in people's lives. The other thing that happens with coaches that I see is that they tend to ignore all of their other past experience and knowledge. They shove it to the side and they go, I just want to be a life coach. Okay. But the truth is that any tangible skill that you have is going to be much easier to market than coaching is because it's something clear. So don't give up on everything else completely. If you want to make your coaching business work, you actually need to bring in all of your other expertise, all of your experience, all of your skills, your life experience, and use that combined with your coaching skills to define your business. So for example, if you have a ton of experience um, speaking, maybe you're a public speaker, you can focus your business around coaching other people through their fear of speaking, right? So we're niching in based on other experience and skills that you already have to make your niche much more clear. If you're a marketing and branding genius, you can combine your branding and marketing focus with coaching to help people really discover who they are at the core of their brand, right? So combining coaching and your branding and marketing. 
Maybe, uh, let's see, if you were in charge of hiring for a major organization and you have experience writing and reviewing resumes, maybe you can use your coaching to help people find their dream jobs. So you could venture into a, uh, a different version of what we might call a career coach. Or maybe you've had really unique life experience. Maybe you've lost a child. Maybe uh, you've really mastered the art of negotiating for a higher salary. Maybe you were a successful musician. You want to bring all of that expertise into your business and use it to coach other people just like you. Because when you have those other skills, it's just a shame to put them to waste. Now, of course, if it's something that you just don't want to do, like you hate that thing, you're done with that life, um, you might not want to do it. But even then, I would say not to write it off yet. This reminds me of our program coach in our Uncage Your Business program, Erin Foley. She's our life coach in the program. She was a speaker and an academic, and she hated that world. Um, she didn't want to do it anymore. She, she basically left academia, left the world of um, public speaking that she was doing, and wanted to become a life coach. But what she found interesting was that she actually loves coaching other academics, and for a while, that was her niece. She was coaching other women who were in academics, because she was out of it now, right? So she wasn't having to do the thing, but she loved coaching other women who were having similar struggles to she was, that she was in that industry. So just because you didn't love something, now that you're out of it, you might have perspective on it that can actually really support other people who are still in that thing and still trying to make that thing work, okay? So your skills, your expertise, all of it is important. And, you know, coaching isn't just about asking people questions. It's it really, you end up combining with your coaching skills, mentoring and teaching, advising, along with coaching, right? That probably wouldn't pass you an exam in any coaching school, but the truth is most successful life coaches that I know coach this way. They're not purely coaching. They're, they're mentoring and teaching as well. Now, the elephant in the room that I want to call out is that for some reason, we tend to think that the only coaches that are making money are coaches who are coaching other coaches coaches who are coaching businesses, right? We seem to think that we have to, and I say we because I, I had this misconception when I started, but I also saw a lot of my clients come to me and go, it seems I have to coach businesses to make any money, okay? This is not necessarily true. Um, there's nothing wrong with coaching businesses or coaching coaches, but we don't have to be doing that in order to make your coaching business work, okay? Um, the previous episode to this was all about the most profitable coaching niches and Spoiler alert, the most profitable coaching niche is one that you can sell clearly. So where you can clearly articulate what it is that you're going to do for someone, what the transformation is that they're going to have. There are definitely coaches out there who are working with quote unquote regular people. So not business owners and not other coaches who are more than making it work. They're making six and seven figures around topics like relationship coaching, mindful eating, building confidence, healing, there's everything in between. But the one thing that makes that work is that they have a really specific problem that their niche is speaking to, okay? The other thing that makes it work is that these coaches have paid their dues. Um, they've often been doing this for a long time. It takes time to really whittle your way down to that perfect niche. So even when I work with our students in our Encage Your Business program, our goal isn't to have you leave with the perfect niche that you're going to have for the rest of your life. It's to get you to the 70% feeling good neighborhood of a niche so that you can actually start working with people, get them in the door and every single client that you work with, your niche is going to get a little bit more refined. So the coaches who are really killing it have taken this time to just choose a niche that feels good, get to work and refine it as they go. Many of them also, these, these highly successful coaches are not offering just pure coaching. They're usually combining some of their other skills with their life coaching skills. 
and they've usually created custom packages. So they're not just doing these open-ended, um, you know, come to me for a minimum of three months and we'll talk every week and then we'll see how it goes. They've actually created really custom packages based on the problem that they're trying to solve, right? And they've stuck with it through the ups and downs. Um, They've probably made sacrifices. They've probably had to let go of some of their idealistic visions of what it was going to look like and really learn to give themselves permission to really show up as themselves, even if it meant breaking some of the rules. My friend Kira Sabin, she's a relationship coach for singles. She's had her business for over a decade now. I think she started around the same time that I did. Um, this is what she said to me when I was discussing this, this topic idea with her. She said, this is hard as fuck. You have to be willing to throw tons of love and energy and money and blood and sweat and tears into this before anything actually happens. Give it at least three to five years. And in that time, you'd, you'd better get to know about business and marketing. And don't even talk to me if you're not willing to pick a niche. <laughs> so this is from a life coach who sells coaching, but niched into relationships. And she's actually niched in even more specifically than just relationships. She actually solves a really specific problem uh, in her business. You can go check her out at the League of Adventurous Singles. And her, her name's Kira Sabin. She has a really awesome business. So the point is you don't have to coach other coaches to make it work, but you do need to realize that life, just general life coaching is a tougher sell. And if you want to get those clients in the door before you burn out trying to sell this thing, then you're going to want to niche in. Okay. So here's what you can do to make selling life coaching easier. You want to get really specific about who you work with and what problem you're solving for them. And we need to drop all life coaching jargon. Okay. So we want to start talking in everyday language that our clients are actually using. So if you find yourself saying things like, I help you live your authentic life, I help you live your best life, I help you, you know, face your saboteurs, this type of language is not stuff that everyday people understand or are necessarily willing to pay for, right? So we have to take that and contextualize it and show them how this really shows up in their lives. We also need to stop selling open-ended, ongoing coaching and start to create more custom packages based on the problem that you're solving and the niche that you're working with. And then you also want to just get help from somebody in the industry who can help fast track your success. So you don't have to spend years struggling to figure this out. I know my friend Kira just said that you should give it three to five years. I agree with her. I'd say you should give it two to three years to really kind of get to that place before you're like, this is so solid. I'm feeling like I can you know, grow this to a million dollars. But the first two or three years are just, they're going to be experimental. And when you work with someone who understands marketing and knows how to sell coaching, it's just going to help you speed up that time so that those two years are spent with you actually narrowing in even more on your niche and making money versus just trying to figure out your general niche in the first place. I go through all of this in my three-month business building checklist, which is a resource that walks you through what you should be focusing on first in your business. So I'll make sure that that's linked below in the show notes. And in the meantime, I highly recommend keeping your day job. Um, Or you can do what I did. I actually went and got a job when I started my business. I was working... I actually don't think I was working at the time. I was taking a little bit of a break between jobs. And when I started my business, I went and I got a job because having some money to actually invest in my business took the, took the relief, um, took the relief and gave me the relief I needed. And I didn't feel like I had to be making money from my business just to pay my bills. So having money to invest back in the business and also just having money coming in steadily to pay my rent really, really helped me when I was starting. It's really easy to make a lot of decisions based on scarcity when you're new, if you're not making money yet. So please don't stop what's paying the bills just yet. You're going to be able to build a business that's eventually going to replace your full-time income. And 
honestly, it's going to blow your current full-time income out of the water if you run your own business. I can guarantee that. There's no ceiling. But we just need time. We need to put in those hours and those weeks and months at the beginning in order to make it work. So here's to celebrating coaches everywhere, coaches who are ready to take your hobby to a business, coaches who are creating a community and are changing the world, and celebrating just not having to do it alone. I adore life coaches. I just think that you all are the just the best people and so good at what you do. I was never a great coach, which is why I turned to marketing. That'll be a whole other podcast. <laughs> I'll have to do a story of how that switch happened, um, but it doesn't mean that I don't love coaches. So despite all of you know how this might sound and hopefully this isn't deterring you from starting a coaching business, but I like to just give you the real talk of what it takes because I know that the more amazing coaches we have in this world doing this work, the better the world is. So I want you to go and crush it as a coach and make all the money and help all the people because that has such a huge ripple effect that impacts everybody around you and out from there. So if you're a coach and you're struggling to get clients, definitely check out the resources in the show notes. I would love to work with you in my Uncage Your Business program. This is where we set all of your foundations for the coaching business that's gonna help you actually make money. So we focus on niching, messaging, packages, how to create online content, and just really understanding how to sell coaching so that you can get those clients in the door faster. All right, that's it for now.